Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. I love talking to Tim May at Big Ten Media Days. I get to say, hey, Tim, how's the golf game? We catch up a couple of times during the season, and a lot of thoughts going on in the world of college football at Tim underscore May Sports. It's where you find him with Letterman Row. Tim, how's the, the week going? Thanks for the time. It's going extremely well. We just got to talk to a bunch of Ohio State football players uh, getting ready to play in the Cotton Bowl. And, uh, you know, just despite uh, um, uh, rumors or reports to the contrary, they are all looking forward to playing in it. It's uh, a chance to send uh, 2023 out in the right way. I'm not I'm not just reading a promotional literature here from the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> These guys are, you know, yeah, it's, uh, the loss to, third straight loss to Michigan stings big time. You can ask Kyle McCord if you ever run into him out there. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, you know, life moves on, and they're pretty fired up about it, and it's going to be a, a premier bowl game because they know Missouri's going to be coming there trying to stamp its own uh, its own end to a great uh, football season. You know, Missouri's had some really good years, and I think of the Corby Jones era, that's back when Katz and Moyer kind of destroyed him, so I'm going back away. Just had a flashback. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going Depleted back. is the word. Depleted <laughs> is the word you were looking for. Uh, yeah, but that, that Missouri that Missouri team put one hell of a scare into Nebraska in, in 97, the uh, infamous yeah. uh, flea kicker, as it's called. <laughs> I wanted to, to, get you, to get your take on you mentioned Kyle McCord. He's on his way back. Uh, he had a, a, a drop-in in Lincoln. and Well, we don't know if he's on his way back, Shmi, to be sure. I, yes, we do. We know he's on his way to Charlotte. Okay, well, he's he's on his way out of Lincoln. Is that is true. We can't okay. confirm that. What, what, let me rephrase when I say on his way back. <laughs> um, Tim, what, what's your take on, on McCord? You've covered and followed him since commitment uh, to... The, the the portal decision and, and I saw my share of Ohio State games and I watched the Michigan game and I think he's a super talented quarterback. What's what's your view on McCord? What's the fan base say? Oh well, fan base is you know I'm not even sure they need to be polled in this kind of situation. Kyle McCord was a five star quarterback coming out of St. Joe's Prep in uh, Philadelphia. And, you know his. His leading receiver in high school, as you know, was Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. He's good. But, uh, yeah, I was being facetious there. <laughs> well, mine, he's a, he's a hell of a quarterback. He had some huge moments uh, this season, his first year as a starter. And, uh, you know, uh, counting the game he started and finished uh, when C.J. Stroud had a sore shoulder back in 2021, you know, he was 12 and, uh, what, 12 and 1 as a starter at Ohio State. And of course, you know, what leaves a sour taste in many people's uh, Miles is, is is the way the Michigan game went down, and and uh, especially the last play, which basically wasn't his fault. I mean, he got hit as he threw the ball, and second interception of the game that he threw. But you know, he was. I don't know how to explain it to you. There's uh, there's levels of expectation 
and then there's Ohio State and maybe Alabama and maybe Georgia and maybe a couple more levels of expectation by the fan bases, et cetera. But the, the, uh, on, on social media and the like, you know, Cal McCord uh, was chastised a lot this season, and that's kind of putting it mildly for whatever reasons, sometimes because he wasn't perfect, sometimes because he did, he did have some, uh, you know, some uh, milkwarm or uh, uh, lukewarm, lukewarm milk. That's what I was trying to say. Some lukewarm moments uh, during games, but seemed to always write himself in one form or fashion. But, uh, I mean, the guy, the guy's a tremendous quarterback. His stats speak for themselves. I think they would, you know, Ohio State, Ryan Day would have liked to see him be a little more dynamic this year in his first year as a starting quarterback. That didn't happen. And, uh, of course, he dealt with a sprained ankle most of the season. And uh, despite that, went out there and uh, basically made, uh, you know, uh, answered every call, so to speak. So uh, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to define Cal McCord in a sentence or two. Let me just put it that way. Mm-hmm. But he is a talent, and he is a talent throwing the football. And if nobody believes that, go back and watch the last drive against Notre Dame this year. It's Tim May with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Tim, I just want to get your feel here. Obviously, you know, nothing firm out there. But do you think Ryan Day was prepared to go try to make an upgrade on Kyle McCord this offseason? Was he prepared to bring in some sort of competition? What do you think led to this move? I think it was a combination. But uh, I think there basically was a meeting of the minds between him and Kyle. There had to be after the season was over, uh, after the regular season was over, about maybe – opening, reopening the quarterback competition. Because you got to understand, Devin Brown was also a five-star. Devin Brown was a highly sought quarterback. He first committed to USC and then changed his mind and committed to Ohio State two years ago. And he committed to Ohio State when both Cal McCord and Quinn Ewers, along with C.J. Stroud, were in that quarterback room. So he came in expecting the competition to be keen, and he, he uh, embraced it. So, uh, but the... You know, the bottom line is once you finish the season, you go 11-1, and one, I would think. And I haven't gotten to talk to Kyle, so I'm not even really going to conjecture what he would think. But I would, I would think after that, I would think I have at least shown that, you know, I am the bona fide starter. Yes, I have some things to do to work on, but uh, I'm the bona fide starter. And I, I, I don't think he heard that from uh, Ryan Day, the, the best I can tell. And instead of just sitting pat, uh, he decided in this transfer portal era we live live in to go do something about it. So he jumped in there. Tim Mays with us talking Kyle McCord at Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, looks like McCord off to go check out Fran Brown in Syracuse. Uh, the other program uh, interested. There's a lot of programs interested. Uh, that, that's if yeah. you trust the flight trackers. Sure. Well, I I, I trust flight trackers. Uh, what a what a world of college oh, football you, we're in, Tim. I mean, it's we're we're in a ridiculous area. You know, I do I do this show every week during the season with Urban Meyer called Urban's Take with Tim May. The subtitle. <laughs> uh, but when all these all these jobs, you know, will come have come open the last couple of years, and uh, he's he's always listed as the number one guy, and I. And he goes, no one's ever called me. He goes, people just make stuff up, you know. That uh, I mean, he has no intention of getting back into coaching, at least as we speak right now. And one of the, well, two of the primary reasons are transfer portal and NIL. I mean, they have mucked up the works. You know, everybody wants to make uh, 
wants to hold all these coaches to task because they're making six, seven, eight, ten million dollars a year. But I'm telling you, they're earning it more than they more than they were five or six years ago. That's for sure. And it's you know obviously heightened the workload for all of us guys who cover or keep up with college football. So it's not a. I don't think it's a fun time at all for the game. Like I was asking one of the Ohio State players today, just think about it. Who was your favorite quarterback growing up at Ohio State? And it was. He said it was Braxton Miller. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, just think about this. What if Braxton Miller the next year was playing for the team up north, you know, or Nebraska, for example, you know? How do you, how does the fan base even deal with this? It's really, really interesting. I'm not sure it's a good time, but it's an interesting time for college football for sure. It's it's interesting. And, and I want to get your projection, and I'm, I'm asking a loaded question here, but if things were to fall into place for Nebraska – and and McCord picks Lincoln, and you've seen Nebraska. You've seen Nebraska the last few years. What what would McCord's talent do for a second year with Matt Rule? I, and I ask this because the the urgency's there because of how tough the Big Ten's always been, but how much better the Big Ten gets next year with the, our, our friends from the West Coast. Well, that's what's interesting is I'm interested to see. What Matt Rule will do with a quarterback who isn't turning the ball over every third snap, and or I'm not even sure what offense at times Nebraska was trying to run because of the inconsistent play at quarterback the last several years, but this year especially had to just be uh, had to, had to be numbing for him at times. I'm talking about Matt Rule. Yeah. So you don't really know, you know. Uh, just like Iowa this this past year, I thought Iowa got a major upgrade at quarterback. Realized the play wasn't up to snuff. Got a major upgrade at quarterback with Cade McNamara. And then what happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Cade McNamara, you know, finally beats is a starting quarterback for Michigan when they finally beat Ohio State and was a Big Ten champion. And uh, what did he get? He got benched at uh, at Michigan, and then he goes to Iowa a quite competent quarterback, for lack of another term, and just when maybe he's going to get going and you're going to see what they're all about, boom, he's done. So, really, I don't, I'm not even clear what Matt Rule – I would think Matt Rule wants to run some semblance of what he ran at Baylor, of what he tried to run at Carolina, speaking of a quarterback uh, uh, carousel that he had there. And uh, so I think I think Kyle McCord would fit into that. Kyle McCord is – his one year as a starter at Ohio State, and like I said, he was hobbled a little bit by that sprained ankle, but he was not that, quote, dynamic uh, double-threat quarterback that really you need. But we saw him in the spring. Uh, this kid has some running ability. Uh, excuse me, young man has some running ability, and he can give you that kind of dual threat, I think, when he's healthy. But how much Matt Rule wants to, wants to lean on that and wants to lean more on his uh, passing arm remains to be seen. He was very accurate. There were times when he and receivers weren't on the same page, and the, the uh, offense would kind of go into a quagmire. But then uh, when they really needed it, Cal uh, McCord delivered the goods, and that's the best way of putting it. But there seemed to be so much more meat on that bone that uh, they, you know, that they didn't they didn't get, you know, from him this year. So. We'll see where it goes. Tim, want to get your take on, on Julian Fleming. He's slated to visit Lincoln as well. High-profile yeah. wideout in a room full of just, I mean, Ohio State's just printed NFL receivers the last few years. 
Yeah. Uh, what do you think Jimmy of Fleming? Jimmy Fleming's a great, great young man, number one. He's, he's been behind the eight ball from an injury standpoint, as you well know. The first several years he was at Ohio State, I mean, his, just to hear him talk about his shoulder injuries and uh, surgery and, and getting fixed up and all that kind of stuff, is, that's an hour-long conversation. But uh, he's, he's, he was considered to be a pretty good leader, you know, in that room, that wide receiver room this year that was, that was still pretty young for the most part. And, uh, and, you know, heck, this time a year ago, I remember we were I – I remember I even asked him uh, about rumors about him transferring to Penn State back to his uh, home state, and he quashed those rumors and came around back for another year at Ohio State. But uh, he's very talented. He very much belonged in that uh, – what they call the deepest wide receiver room in the country. He very much belonged in that for from a talent standpoint and everything else. And – I think his best days are still ahead of him. Uh, you know, we'll see how he holds up physically, but I think his best days are still ahead of him from a standpoint, from the standpoint of production. You know, he's kind of the guy you would forget about, but on that uh, winning drive against Notre Dame, he's the guy that made the fourth down catch and kept that, kept that drive alive, and he made some other big time catches uh, as the year went on and over the past couple of years. So uh, I don't know how much more praise I can heap on him than that. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. It's Tim May with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Over four decades of experience covering the Buckeyes. And Tim, before we get you out of here, I, I got two thoughts for you. One, we'll come here in just a second on Marvin Harrison Jr. Been some smoke out there about unfulfilled goals at Ohio State. Want to get your thoughts on if it's actually feasible to get another year of Marvin Harrison Jr. at Ohio State. But first... The news of the day yesterday, at least around here, was Dylan Riola, a potential flip from Georgia to Nebraska. I want to get your outside perspective on what that would mean for Nebraska. I know Dylan spent some time committed to Ohio State, and it's a, it's a name you're familiar with. You know what I like about Dylan Riola? I mean, I really like him, number one. Number two, what I like about him, he plays baseball or played baseball. I don't know if he still is or not because kind of kind of fell off my radar, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is he was a catcher. <laughs> you know, not a pitcher, you know, not a shortstop. He was a catcher, so he's tough. You know his uncle. Uh, you know his dad was tough, played in the NFL. Uh, and this guy, but this guy plays quarterback. Um, every video I've seen of him, uh, et cetera, you know, he, he, I think he's the real deal. You know, the thing about uh, recruiting rankings is they have to change because – if they never change, why would you subscribe, right? <laughs> but this guy is big time, I do believe. He's moved around the country. Heck, uh, I had kinfolks through my wife's uh, side of the family, uh, who was, by the way, from Massachusetts. But when he was living in Burleson, Texas, I uh, had a, um, uh, I don't know what you'd call him, uh, yeah, he was an uncle, uncle, a great uncle or somebody. Anyway, he lived in Burleson, Texas. And worked for I think Lockheed in in Fort Worth. But my point was, uh, he's been around. He's been almost all the way around the country. Dylan has. I think he played what in Buford, Georgia, this past year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, before that, it was in uh, Arizona. When he committed to Ohio State, he was just he was coming out of Burleson, Texas. My point is, uh, I'm not sure what that says about him and his family, but he's not afraid of a challenge. And I think he is the I think he is the real deal. In the right system, I think he's going to be really good. But you think, you know, like I said, Cal McCord was a five-star coming out of high school, big-time recruit. 
you got to be in the right opportunity, and then when you get there, make the most of it. Tim Mays with us. Tim, we'll let you get out. It was just awesome to get caught up. Thanks for some intel on Ohio State and also your perspective on uh, Dylan Riola. And excited to talk here as uh, we move forward here in, in Big Ten country. Appreciate your time, Well, let me interrupt you, though. Is Dylan going to sign with Nebraska? That's all I want to know. I, I, if I were to bet Elijah's money and my yeah. wife's money, I'd say yes. I think he has, yeah, but- he has, an, he has an official visit Friday Dead period Sunday. I think Nebraska gets him uh, yeah. gets gets to ink him. I, I have no I like you, no official I like knowledge. You said that though, because you're walking out of the casino with all your money still in your pocket. I love that. <laughs> well, Tim, then let me get your that. If you're betting with my money, Marvin Harrison Jr. apparently still undecided on the NFL draft. Is he back for another year? Who, who's this? Marvin, Marvin Harrison, Harrison Jr. Jr. He, all you can do is take him at his word. He never lies. I've never had him lie to me. And if he says he's still pondering it, he definitely is. He was. He was doing a little quick workout in a, in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center while we were interviewing other players, and we got him last week, obviously. But uh, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say he's still until he says he's leaving, he's staying, you know. But I'll be surprised if he's still here in uh, August. Tim, you take care, bud. Thanks for for a fun chat today. Absolutely, Tim. You know that.